back to my big sister's podcast. It's your host, Tina Kay. How are you guys? Um, I had a topic. I wanted to talk about narcissists and like make a chart and everything. And I feel like it would be irresponsible if I didn't do more research <laughs> because it's a very, hold on, I gotta move. Hold on, you know I have to fidget. It's a very, um, I wouldn't say it's controversial, but it depends on how you look at it, right? I feel like it's trending. So you know how mental health has been trending in a way, and then new words from mental health are trending, such as gaslighting, and now it's narcissist or covert narcissist. And everyone's diagnosing each other. Like, as soon as you get on TikTok, you're told you're autistic, narcissistic, ADHD, um, borderline, so many. Oh, what's the other one? PCOS. Like, as soon as you get on TikTok, you're diagnosed. Okay. Which, of course, you know, we practice duality. There's good things and bad things to it. I personally believe advocating for your own health is the best thing that you can do um, with boundaries, right? Because some people have um, hypochondria and that will create anxieties where you think you have things that you really don't. But then there's people where they try to go get help and doctors aren't listening and it takes them, such as myself, it takes them either getting into, going into ICU or having to go to different doctors for years. You know, it takes a long time to get some type of health. So right now, a lot of health is being talked about on all platforms, on podcasts, like it is just, which is good because you could find answers and then it's bad because sometimes you could think (laughs) that you're something that you're not. I'm laughing because, I'm laughing because it's also a joke on TikTok. Like as soon as you get on TikTok, you're autistic, like someone thinks you're autistic or ADHD, like they just diagnose everything. And like I said, it's good and bad because it could really help you navigate some things that maybe you have been feeling and no doctors have been listening to you. That happened to me up until I was 25, like we've talked about. Um, Or, you know, you could get in your head and think that you're something that you're not or start thinking other people are something that they're not. And one of those big things right now is narcissism. I also believe it's brought on because of the, I don't even want to say this person's name because then his shit is all in my fucking algorithm, but the peanut head, you don't know, you know, with the glasses and he's obnoxious, him, I don't want him in my algorithm. Oh, I guess I could block his name. Okay. Andrew Tate. I'm just going to put, you know, you could block words and names on your apps. You could put in the words and then you won't get content that contains those words. So I'll just put that in there. He came up. He's clearly narcissistic and picking apart his content is part of the conversations, right? Um, Trump running, is he, I don't know. You know, I don't know politics, but people say he's also narcissistic. So all of these people who come up and then become trending, if you're trending, there's always going to be a group of people who are dissecting what you say, right? They're being perceived, and then they're being labeled, and then they're being diagnosed. <laughs> so these are big conversations lately. And I'm not agreeing or disagreeing. I'm not getting into it. Don't fucking argue with me about politics, because it'll you'll be talking to a wall. <laughs> I don't engage. 
I'm not interested. I'm more interested on how narcissism is trending and I'm just bringing up why it began in the first place. Fast forward to now, Scandaball. I know, when are we all gonna let it go? <laughs> I've let it go, but I haven't. No, I haven't let it go. I'm still very interested in it. And I told you guys why in the last episode because I truly feel this is this is part of the culture shift for women specifically, for women who date men specifically. Told me I had a system overload. I don't know what that means. It's still recording, so I'm just gonna keep going until it shuts off. If anything, I'll switch to my phone. I just don't wanna have to re-record all this. Oh my God. Okay, anyway, I'm just gonna keep going and we'll take it from there. So before I got cut off, what I was saying is this episode won't necessarily be about how do you spot a narcissist? I'm still working on that. I just want to do it more responsibly because usually with my episodes, I'm just, I prepare, but it's not, it's not always deep preparation. I think one of the episodes that I did a lot of prep for was the royal family. You know, most of the times I just like to talk about what I know about. So there's not really much prep needed. And I'm not like a real prepping person anyways. You know what I mean? Like a lot of shit I just do with false confidence on the fly. But I feel like doing an episode breaking down, is this person a narcissist, should be handled more responsibly. So I still want to do it, but I'm just, you know, I'm doing a lot of research about it and building a chart and whatever. Um, but I am going to be talking about kind of hot topics and and things like that because I want to talk about Scandal again. I want to talk about The Idol. I watched it last night. Oof. And Ring employees. Have you heard about that? They were watching women. There's going to be a class um, class action lawsuit. So that's what we're going to talk about today if you're interested in those things. So basically just responding to hot topics because I don't really have anything else. I didn't do anything. <laughs> I have nothing exciting going on at the moment. Um, let's do a drink check. I don't even have a fancy drink today. I just have ice water. Ew, did you hear me gulp? I'm so sorry. I just have ice water because I'm dieting again. I'm not going to lie to you. I've been calling it an eating disorder because it kind of is like some extreme diets I personally classify as disordered eating. I've been joking and saying I'm back on my eating disorder, but I'm not. I'm just, you know, trying to eat cleaner. Usually I have ice cream every single night. And I just want to clean up a little bit. You know what I mean? So I haven't been having ice cream. I've been drinking just water and not, you know, only seltzer all day and iced coffee. I haven't even had an iced coffee yet, which I feel like I'm going to need soon because it's very gloomy out today. And that's my only drink. I don't even have a fancy drink. I have ice water in a Wawa cup. Um, I'm not a Stanley person. <laughs> I'm very, I think I've told you guys this. When we moved to this house and I had to pack my shit, I had, so, I just have so many things and I'm very grateful I have so many things. It's partially because I get so many things in PR, which is amazing itself. Um, and part of it is because I'm, I, I've just been greedy for so long. So when we moved and I had to pack all my shit, I was so disgusted with myself by 
the amount of things that I have that I don't necessarily like treasure or even wear. It's mostly clothes and makeup and shoes and, and bags and shit like that, right? And more than that, all the girly things, all the girly things, cups, just like dumb shit. And when we moved, I was like, that's it. Now I will only purchase something if I absolutely need it or if I know I will reuse it, if I even have space for it, because I used to just purchase and not consider, do I even have space for this? And at the time we were in apartments. It was a big apartment, but it wasn't like, it was a New York big apartment. It was not a big apartment, okay? Which is, they're completely different things. I would just buy shit and not have room for it and just be cluttered. And I just can't fucking, even in my room now, I've gotten rid of tons of things and I still feel a bit cluttered. So I don't purchase unless I need. I've had these Wawa cups or stainless steel. I've had them for years now. I'm not purchasing a Stanley cup. That's my, that's the whole segue to that. I trailed off just to explain that. But the reason I don't have, not that anyone gives a fuck, but I think I'm just trying to influence. You don't need to overconsume because now I will purchase things that like, I was just talking to a friend about this. I have a Skims jumpsuit. It's gorgeous. I think I've shown it to you guys. Beautiful. And it was, I wouldn't say it's expensive, but it definitely wasn't, wasn't like a $30 Fashion Nova jumpsuit. But I've worn it more than once. The quality is beautiful. It's a basic color so I can accessorize it. And I just feel like I do better with less. And I noticed this because when I would go on vacation, I felt so much more clear and light. Do you know what I'm talking about? I just felt lighter. Like I just felt less overwhelmed. And it's probably because I only had what I brought in my suitcase versus my entire room of shit. So that's what I'm trying to do. Not necessarily minimalism because I do I do like color and, and option, but you know, not overconsumption where I have like 45 Stanley cups. <laughs> and I highly recommend it, by the way. Okay, moving on. Trailed off for nothing. I hope you're not bored. Did you hear that? My fucking accent came out. Am I self-centered today? Probably because I've been in the house for so long. Um, after the smog, I was really sick. And I'm not going to drag it because I feel better already. Nothing to be concerned about. But I noticed that I really didn't feel good. And it wasn't in my chest. It wasn't just like the sinus issues that on the East Coast we... Well, no, it was a lot of the country. It wasn't just the East Coast. It, but it was mostly the East Coast and, and in Canada and near Canada. Um, I didn't just have sinus issues. I was reacting. I was definitely having a you-know-what response. <laughs> and I felt a lot of pain, which I don't typically feel. I only feel that level of pain after an infusion or if I'm actually sick. Um, I was in so much pain. It was I, I was getting concerned. I wasn't concerned to begin with because at first I was like, yeah, no, I kind of figured I would have a response because we're on the East Coast. We're not used to wildfire. We're not used to smog. We're just not, our body, if you lived here your whole life, your body's not going to be used to that. And I knew I would react because anytime I went to LA, I would feel like shit. And LA has a ton of smog. Obviously, it's two different things, two different types of air quality, but the air quality is poor and I would react to that. Um, I remember I went there years ago 
for like a work trip and I got so fucking sick. It was miserable. And anytime I went after that, I would feel sick. It was something with the air. So I knew I would feel something, right? But I thought it would just be like sinus. No, I felt terrible. And it actually took a couple days of the fresh air to even feel better. Like I really had a response, which was shocking to me. It fucking freaked me out. (laughs) And my mom kept saying, wear a mask outside. And I said, no, because I don't have one for share. There's no like doggy mask or gog. I mean, I... I found goggles, but there was there's no doggy like mask that will filter out the dirty air from her ingesting it. So if she can't wear one, how why would I fucking wear one? <laughs> and I don't know if that's crazy to say, but I really don't care if she does not have an oxygen mask in the fucking smog and we have to go outside for her to potty. Why the fuck would I wear one? So only she has to suffer. That's insane. Obviously, I didn't take her out for long periods of time. We would literally run out until she used the bathroom and then run right back in. And I even felt terrible about that, but I didn't know what else to do. She does not use weebie pads. No. And, oh, God, she would never potty in the house. No, 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 no. And if she did, I think she would be really upset that she's just not that type of dog. She won't even potty on our property, like the grass in the front, the grass in the back. She won't do it. She has to be far away from the house. So it's like, it was stressful. I had to go outside. But holy shit, I was in pain. And then I just, it took me a couple days to recover. So I really had a boring week. I have nothing to contribute (laughs) except, except hot topics and my thoughts on it. Like, geez, I got to get out more. Um, Okay, so let's start with Scandable just because I already like started talking about that. I explained last week. If you listened, if you didn't listen, but Scandaval is about Vanderpump Rules. And there's a couple on the show that was together for nine years. And it turns out that he's been cheating on the the guy, his his name is Tom, in the relationship, cheated on the girlfriend, Ariana, with a girl in their friend group, one of Ariana's closest girlfriends. So it's a huge scandal because it's just... It's a betrayal, right? But it went viral and it's got the most ratings. It's just, it, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. And a lot of people now that it's not that it's over because Raquel is going to come back and do some type of like interview or something. The girl that he cheated with, listen, you got to look up the character on your own. I can't do a Vanderpump breakdown for you today. So I'm going to be talking as if you know, um, don't worry, we'll move on from this and it's not. The cast members aren't at, aren't really my point of why I'm bringing it up, so just bear with me. So apparently Raquel's going to come back and do an interview, and a lot of people now are discussing like, why did this? Why is this such a big deal? If people cheat all the time, correct? People cheat all the time. I have a theory of why it's a big deal, or why it went viral. Not that it's a big deal; it's not a big deal. Or I have a theory of why it went viral. So first of all, it's not a big deal, and I know that cheating can cause a lot of trauma. I know that cheating could be dangerous because of spreading diseases and having children that weren't planned or aborting children, aborting, sorry, I don't want to say it like that, aborting a pregnancy that wasn't planned. That can be dangerous because say you have some type of reaction or it's it's not really what you wanted to do, but you don't want to have a baby with this person. There's so many reasons why cheating in 
heterosexual relationships could be dangerous. It could be dangerous in any relationship, right? But there's a reason it went viral, okay? And even though it's dangerous because of diseases and it causes trauma, it is not the worst thing that could happen in a relationship. And people who have been through terrible things in a relationship will tell you cheating is one of the best things that can happen to you. And I've discussed this with a friend and I was saying that I don't feel bad for Ariana. I don't. A lot of people are, are feel so bad. I don't feel bad for her. She is set free. This is one of the best things that can happen to her. As far as we know, she didn't get any STIs. She's making tons of money off. She's in a very unique and special situation. A lot of people do not benefit from their partner or spouse or significant other cheating on them in the way that she has. But it's also showing you she's, okay, they were together nine years, but they could have been together for 20 and she would have never known, never have known. This is who this man is. This is not overnight. It was a mistake. Oh my God. No, no, no. He's been like this the whole time. He's been like this. It's his character. And now that she's seen the truth, she could see all the other things about him that align and show her, wow, I really wasn't in a good place with him for nine years, right? So this was a very good thing for her. I'm sure she had, she even said on the reunion, she lost eight pounds. She couldn't eat or sleep. We've all been there. We've all been there. But worse things can happen in a relationship, okay? Like family annihilators, abusive people. I mean, this is one of the best things that can happen as far as a breakup goes. So why did it go viral? I believe my theory is, you know, I have my theories. It went viral because the culture in heterosexual relationships, meaning a man and a woman, whatever that means for you, is changing, right? Women are now going from being um, male-centered to self-centered and not self-centered in a conceited cocky way that comes off off off-putting and no 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 don't demonize the phrase self-centered because that's a good thing being self-centered is just having self-love being conceited or cocky and egotistical is very different being self-centered meaning choosing what's best for yourself in a healthy way is self-love and a lot of women are transitioning to that and they're learning that we as little girls you're raised to center men whether you realize it or not right and we've discussed this before um it starts with princess movies and people you know as you're a kid talking to you about what a good girl does and having boyfriends and when are you going to get married and when are you when are you going to have babies all of those things are male centered and i can't break that down for you today i cannot unpack the patriarchy for you at the moment but that's what it is women are going from male centered to self centered and on that journey they're also unpacking a lot of trauma and maybe things they didn't even realize or discussing things that they couldn't before And one of them being 
when they dated a narcissist. You can look on any inch of the fucking internet and there is a girl talking about how, or a woman talking about how she dated a narcissist and what that experience was like. It is so incredibly common. What happened to Ariana is common. Tom Sandoval is a common man. Typical, just just typical, just typical. To me, I know he's not diagnosed. I know he didn't sit with a psychiatrist or a therapist to get diagnosed. In my opinion, from what I've seen, from what we've all seen, if you watch the show, he is a narcissist. And maybe he's not full blown, but do you remember when Lala said he's dangerous? He is. And I understand why Lisa Vanderpump was like, don't don't say that about him. No, he is dangerous because it 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 starts at cheating. It only starts there. It doesn't end there. These types of people who lack the empathy to see where they went wrong are dangerous. The reason he couldn't just flat out apologize to Ariana is because he didn't feel wrong. He felt justified. He felt like in his in his relationship, he was owed certain things. He didn't get those certain things, so he went and found them somewhere else, but didn't have the respect or decency to disclose that to Ariana. Because if you're not happy in your relationship, everybody has the right to change their relationship. Married, not married, doesn't matter. You have free will. You're allowed to break up, get divorced, move on, find something you want. But it's human and decent to tell that person and not let them find out in a traumatic way and break their trust and burn bridges and essentially hurt them. He couldn't see that. His he, his reason for doing so justified his actions. And I think that's very clear. He didn't necessarily say that, but in other words, he did. And that's also why he was bullshitting and lying to try to get out of being accountable. And my theory is he probably got away with acting that way for so long that he doesn't even know how to take accountability. He's too he's 40 years old. He did he didn't wake he didn't become a narcissist in his relationship with her. He's been that way. And it's hard to detect when you're male-centered because you're kind of raised, women are kind of raised to put their opinions first, to put them first and do everything to be good enough to attract a man and hopefully they pick you to get married, right? It aligns with the same thing as when someone asks you, are you going to get married? Did he ask you yet? Well, why is it, why, why does anyone assume that you're just waiting for some man to pick you? That's something I've always felt very offended by. <laughs> I fucking hate I've always hated that. I hated when someone asked me that because it almost felt insulting. Like, do you really think I'm around here just waiting to be picked? Like, why would you think that about me? What about me told you that? And it's nothing I was doing and it's nothing I was showing. It's the assumption for all women. It's just generalized. And I feel like this is how a lot of people and myself included, I've dated narcissists end up in these relationships because there's a lot of things we write off I'm going to say we about men because it just happens in society anyways look at how Raquel was attacked for going along with it or listening to Tom meanwhile I believe she's a victim as well 
And I'll get into it. I'll get into that. So hold on. I know that pisses a lot of people off, but I do. I think she's a victim as well. But Tom, they kind of went at him at the reunion, but not as bad. Tom's not getting it as bad as Raquel is. And that is always the fucking case. This is how narcissists are created. They're created by their home structure, but they're also created by society. It's why he... This is my theory. I mean, I'm saying it like as if it's true. I say it with conviction because I genuinely believe it. I don't know if that's true. How how are any of us ever going to know? You know what I'm saying? Like you would have to do like a global study on it. But it's something I believe. It's my theory. And I think that's why so many of us found it so interesting and incredible to watch because typically... I think it's even subconscious. Typically, when something like this happens, people aren't on the women's side. They're going to stick by him. I, I've i said this before, or where did I say it? Did I say it on my Instagram stories? I can't remember. I've said it before. I literally have a friend where her they're not together now, but they broke up. He cheated on her. They broke up because he cheated on her. All her girlfriends and her friend group. Their boyfriends were friends with with her boyfriend that cheated on her. So the girl group was dating the guy group, right? Like that happens sometimes, especially if you all go to high school together and stuff. They kind they didn't say they chose him, but they still hang out with him. And they're still around him. And I don't know about you, but if a guy cheats on my friend, I don't care if they were together a year or 10 years. Um, I'm not going to fucking hang out with him. Unless you make amends and you say it's cool, I'm not going to even be nice to him. I don't even care how immature that is. I don't care. I think that is so wrong. But what we saw with Vanderpump is everyone rally behind Ariana. And we've never seen that before. If you've seen it before, please point it out to me because I would love to see that content. Show me where it is. Show me what movie it is, what show it is. I've personally never seen it. I've never seen it in real life and I've never seen it on TV. And that's what we saw. We saw strong personalities rally behind Ariana and defend her behind closed doors and in person. And a lot of people will say, well, they got views off of it and they profited. Sure, that's fine. That's okay. That's not the point. The point is we've never seen the content broadcasted for everyone to join in and have an example of what that looks like. What it looks like to hold him accountable, to hold the cheater accountable in the court of the public, right? We've never seen that before. On top of it, having your friend sit next to you and also curse him out and anytime he tried to lie, not let him lie and literally call him on every single thing. Because typically when this happens, The victim being Ariana will be gaslit or feel almost crazy because he's saying all this shit. Well, we weren't doing this. We weren't having sex and this and this and this. And then people usually listen to the man and then that's how they think of her. And then he or she is feeling like, what the fuck? Like, did I do something wrong? Was it really my fault? Oh my God. They didn't let that happen to her this time. Everybody witnessed what was going on. She wasn't secretive about the entire situation. She shared everything so that the people who do love her can defend her. And again, it's not something we see and it's not something that typically happens. Usually when something negative is happening in a relationship, I've 
I've done this myself. I remember being younger and I had a boyfriend and we were constantly breaking up, constantly in toxic fights. And then eventually I stopped telling people because it was almost like embarrassing because when I would go back, they didn't like him. And it just, you know, it causes problems. Like your friends don't want to hang out with him. So I wouldn't tell them. But then what did that do? It kept me in an emotionally toxic relationship longer than I should have been. Had I kept telling my friends and my family, maybe they would have leaned in more and been like, okay, this has to stop. It's not healthy. But then I started lying and saying, oh no, that's it's He apologized. It's not like that anymore, blah, 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 right? In this case, Ariana didn't do that. She showed everybody everything, every little detail, probably sent screenshots. She even mentioned she went through his iPad and they were able to sit with her and say, he is absolutely wrong. He's lying. He's trying to gaslight you. Nobody let him get away with it. Nobody. I think he did one interview with Howie Mandel on Howie's podcast. And Howie kind of let him just speak his truth, basically. And Howie doesn't know about the whole situation. So a lot of people were annoyed with Howie saying, Tom's lying on your podcast. And Howie rebuttaled it and said that, But I didn't know that he was lying. I don't know these people. I just allowed him to say his truth, which I think was actually a good idea. Because at this point, when he went on Howie Mandel's podcast, the court of public opinion was already on Ariana's side. So when he had the interview, everyone was able to be like, look, he's lying again. It's almost like it's I think it's a law of power as well. I can't remember which one. But it's a, it's a very good um, good oh, fuck. What's that word? Strategy to live by. When you know someone is self sabotaging, right, and they're the enemy, just let them. Let them talk. They will put their own foot in their mouth. Right. A fucking liar, narcissist, gaslighter, manipulator, whatever you want to call them has to bullshit and talk in circles. That's how they get away with so much. They talk. They talk you in circles. They bullshit. They charm. They say it with conviction. Let them. And you will realize the bullshit just keeps going and going. And then you'll be able to actually pick apart what they said. But if you keep cutting them off and and not letting them say what's in their head, you're kind of setting up the narrative for them Just let them talk. Let them keep talking. And that's literally what the beauty of him going on Howie Mandel was on his podcast. Because he just talked. He was just able to spiral out of control. He shaved off his mustache. Like just being weird. Just spiraling, bullshitting, lying. But it's good because it worked in Ariana's favor. Everyone got to see the way he explains himself, the way he doesn't take accountability, the way he lies the way he deflects blame, right? That's like one of the number one traits of a narcissist is they will deflect the blame. They cannot take accountability. They will just spin it and spin it on somebody else or blame it on somebody else or just deflect completely to a place where you're like, what? Like, what does one have to do with the other? It doesn't. They just cannot take accountability for whatever fucking reason. Like, Like baby, almost like little kids, like just can't, 
little kids who weren't taught what accountability is, what apologies are, emotions. <laughs> they literally just can't own up to, I did this and it was terrible. And they also don't even feel the empathy that they may have hurt someone. I think he felt, I think his tear, Tom's tears when he had that meltdown, I think that was more so him breaking down because he values the opinion of Lisa and she kind of showed her disdain and disappointment and that's what freaking the fuck out because he's got I think he's got weird mommy issues anyway my theory is this has happened to so many women we all know someone or we are someone where we have dealt with a narcissist and this is exactly how they almost all say exactly the same things as well I saw a post and it was like some something narcissists say and it was a list of every oh my god it was so spot on it was everything Tom said. It was everything that I've heard a narcissist say. It's unbelievable how they all come up with these the same exact phrases. It is so common. And I believe that is why this went so viral. Because it was so refreshing and interesting to watch people rally around Ariana. It was like, you know how you watch... You want to follow influencers, not only that you relate to, but kind of like you relate to and you envy in a way. Not in like a dark, evil envy, but like you relate to them and you see similarities of yourself in them, but they have it a little bit better. So you just want to watch like, oh, that's how good it can be. Like I, I can achieve that. I can have that. That's achievable for me. It's the same thing that that was happening with Ariana. She's relatable. She's very beautiful. She's, um, she she pretty much falls within like the common European beauty standards. She's tiny and blonde. But is she like a stunning model, gorgeous? No, she's kind of relatable in the best way. Except we saw what none of us got. Maybe we had a family member and a friend that rallied behind us. But do you really think about it? When you were dealing with a narcissist, did everyone rally behind you in this way? Did people call him up and curse him out? Did they embarrass him in front of his friends? Did they also cut out his friends and say, if you're going to fucking talk to him, you're not going to fucking talk to me? Did they set hard boundaries? Because if you did, holy shit, because you won the lotto. I've never seen it, never experienced it. I don't even know someone who has. So if... So to watch this happen, I feel like so many of us were like, holy shit, that's how good it can be when you deal with a narcissist, breaking up with one or getting cheated on one. That's how good it could be. It was like watching, oh my God, it was like watching a fucking new age fairy tale. Just amazing. Hearing Lala curse him out was so cathartic to me when she was like, shut the fuck up. I literally can't forget it. Because it is so cathartic. She she might not have been close with Ariana. And I'm sure they had their own issues. And I do believe there's some truth to she doesn't actually care about Ariana. And maybe it was very self. Like she saw a lot of herself in the situation. Doesn't matter. That's the point. When a man does it, his boys will rally around him no matter what the fucking situation is. Right? And we see it all the time. We see it in all different facets. All men know, know a guy who is creepy with women, who's a little bit inappropriate, 
who's a little bit homophobic or transphobic or just off-putting in general or racist, do they check their friends? Probably not. Probably fucking not. They might think like, well, we're not really that close or whatever. And what we saw with Ariana and her friends, and maybe they're not all the closest, right? Like her and Lala aren't the closest, but every single one of them had her back because they knew right from wrong. And even if they saw, even if Lala had her own self egotistical reasons for wanting to curse Tom out, it was still, it was still an example of women sticking up for each other and not centering men and not centering the male opinion and having her back and letting her know we might not be the closest friends and we might not even be close friends in the future and we're not family and you don't owe me anything. I don't owe you anything. However, we work on the show together and this motherfucker is a fucking narcissist and he is dangerous. And I want you to know that I'm still going to have your back. And that's really what the culture is changing to. That's why I think this blew up the way that it did. Because I think women in our society are pivoting more to a place of realizing what's really been going on for the last few centuries and realizing that it really hasn't been beneficial to us. It really hasn't paid off. (laughs) Like the getting married, it goes along with the getting married and having kids conversation. Is it really beneficial for a woman to get married and have kids? Who does it benefit? Is there a village? Because before you have a kid, everyone said, oh my God, when are you having kids? Oh my God, you guys would have a... I can't tell you how many people said, oh my God, you guys would have gorgeous kids. That's weird. (laughs) Why are you... You don't have kids because they're pretty. Like, what the fuck? It's so... It's just so bizarre. And then after you have kids... The conversation is, oh, moms don't get enough support. It really takes a village and there's no village. It's really so hard and people need more time off and jobs, which I agree with. But how come before the kids were there, how come before people had kids, the conversation was was like, oh my God, when are you having kids? You should have kids. Why? It's almost like it's a setup into a cult And I'm not trying to call a parenthood a cult because for some people it really does work out and they have a village and they have the funds and they have the mental health and capacity to do so. But for most people in our society, especially in America, we don't. It's just, it would be just a not good decision. Kids take a lot of work to raise. And we see now over time, it has not been a been beneficial for mothers because mothers end up doing most of the emotional labor, the physical labor, also having to get a job because now it's just, you have to make so much money to even have a household. And then coming home from work and doing everything else, knowing the child, every up and down, every hair on their head, every eyelash, and the husbands and the fathers in these dynamics don't really, all they do is go to work and come back. And then when they have to watch the, watch the kid, it's kind of like, oh yeah, I got to babysit. Meanwhile, it's their own kid. It's almost like it's a chore to them where for the mother, it's assumed, even though the mother has to work as well. So it's coming out now. It's being exposed through communication and gossiping and TikToks and social media and women connecting together that it's really not as beneficial. 
And they're talking to other women. They're gossiping. And now these other women are realizing centering men my whole life has not necessarily paid off. I think I want to pour back into myself and become selfish and self-centered and focus on me and what do I want. And when you're dating, the conversations aren't, oh my God, is he going to like me? It's, but do I even like him? Do I like him? Do I like his personality? Does he have a personality? (laughs) Is he funny? Does he have a personality? Does he have any ambitions? What does he think about having kids? And if he does think about having kids, what is the dynamic he has in his head? What does he think is, what does he think it's, what's the sentence I'm trying to construct? How does he feel it's supposed to look? Does the mother do all the work and then he just goes to work? Like, how does that look? Is he capable of being a provider? And if he's a provider, is he a trustworthy provider? Can I count on him to take care of me if I'm going to take care of our child or will I have to be forced to go to work as well and take care of the child there's so many new questions now that women weren't really asking before they were just asking is he going to pick me and that's why there is a phrase called a pick me or as we see on TikTok the sprinkle sprinkle lady calls it a pick Misha and I'm kind of undecided on that calling a woman to pick me because if if a woman is a pick me like Raquel it's not necessarily her fault and again people hate hearing that but it's true it's not necessarily her fault somewhere down the line someone taught her to center men and to want to be picked and that her only value lies in a man she will only be valuable if a man sees her as valuable if a man will pick her She is to compete with other women for a man, for a man's approval, for a man's man's beauty standard, right? So I kind of like, I'll say pick me to be funny sometimes, but I I don't like to actually call someone a pick me because I feel like it's very cruel because chances are she was raised that way, didn't know any better. And we also live in a society where it's normalized and it's more normal to be a pick me than it is to not be one. And usually women who don't choose to be a pick me are villainized in a different way. Like I've always been villainized. I've always been looked at as a bitch or something because I didn't, I'm talking from personal experience, of course. I I was never into like the typical things. I was always naturally rebellious and just one of those types of people. And because I didn't follow the typical tropes of other women and my peers, I was just always looked at as different and weird, but now, thank God, the culture's changing. Now I realize I was right the whole time. I, was, I wasn't I was wrong. I was always made to feel wrong. I felt wrong for a long time, and now I see I wasn't, and this is where the culture is going. And I think it's only going to escalate. So I even said on my stories that someone, one of you asked me if I can talk about the sprinkle sprinkle lady. And I said, I don't think people are ready for that conversation. I think it takes, I think by Christmas, (laughs) more women will be, but it takes a lot of introspective work. It takes a lot of unpacking your own life, like kind of going through your files of how you were raised and what did you witness at every chapter and what content did you take in from a little girl to, again, a teenager every chapter where was society during those times? 
where are you today? What did you choose? Did you choose to stay a single woman? Did you choose to stay in a relationship? Did you choose to marry a man? Did you choose to have children? There's so much unpacking to do and realizing to do about the patriarchy and so many, there's just so many layers to it that to just talk about the sprinkle sprinkle lady if you don't know what I'm talking about please look it up to just talk about her it would I, I, I think it would just fall upon deaf ears at the moment but just like Scandaval I think that will begin to change I don't think it's going to stay the way it is right now I definitely don't think it's ever going to go back to like centering men and I think we're just going to see it more and more and not see women not getting married. I don't think that's the case. I think people will still find benefits to marriage and I think women will still want to have children. Oh, baby, you can come here. Come here. It's thundering. Come here, mama. Come quick. She's got to come under my desk. Come quick. Okay, good girl. You stay with mama. Yes, she's okay, mama. You safe here, mama. She's sitting on my foot. Sorry, guys. <laughs> it's starting to thunder and she doesn't like it. So anytime it thunders, she feels safest under my desk. <laughs> so since I'm sitting here, now she's sitting on my feet. You okay, honeys? Um, but she'll probably fall asleep as I'm talking. Anyway, back to what I was saying. I think the culture will continue to change. And then with time, we could talk about the sprinkle, sprinkle lady more. But I just don't want to push that on anyone or even open up that conversation yet. I'd rather give it time because I know for myself, I spent a lot of years being a pick me. Okay. So I'm not talking from a place of like uh, holier than thou on my high horse. Absolutely not. I'm not. I was definitely a pick-me at times. I was definitely raised to be male-centered. I was definitely raised on princess movies. I 100%, okay? There was a long time I wanted to be picked. And there was a long... I've been engaged before. <laughs> Year, many moons ago. But I, I have been. I really wanted those things. I really thought I wanted those things. Not children. I never felt that way. But um, I kind of always knew, like, mm, I don't think I'm built for that. I don't think I'm healthy enough for that. But as far as being picked by a man, absolutely. I've even been a friend that hooked up with a guy. I was like 16, though. I've hooked up with a friend. I've hooked up with a, a guy that my friend was interested in. Okay, that's how much of a pick me I was. I was just so excited that he liked me. And I didn't consider my friend's feelings. It was the first and last time I ever did that, though, because... When I saw her later and she was so upset about it, I kind of woke up to it and was like, oh, not woke up literally. I mean, in that moment, it hit me that I did something terribly wrong. They weren't dating. She was just interested in him. But in my opinion, I feel like that's enough. Like, I feel like if your friend likes someone, you shouldn't go for them, even if they're going for you. Like, he was interested in me and I... I don't even think I liked him. I was just, I was being picked. So I went with it. And then seeing how upset she was, it upset me as well. And I felt terrible about myself. And then I realized this is not how I want to treat people. And it's not how I want to be known and didn't feel good. We only kissed. It wasn't like, but still, it didn't feel good. And I felt terrible. And I was so sorry about it. And she was such a sweet friend. And she was such a good friend. And I made a huge mistake. 
And never again, I think I blocked him after that. <laughs> just never again. And I also understood if she felt like she could never trust me again. And I I deserved that treatment. She was still very nice to me, though. Um, she's a sweet girl. Um, anyway, I've been a pick-me before, so I hope you don't feel like I'm talking from a place of I'm better than you. No, I'm just talking as your big sister. Like, as a sister, as someone you could trust. Somewhere you could feel safe. That... I've been there and I don't think it's a bad thing and I don't think it's necessarily anyone's fault. I think a lot of it is also a self-defense mechanism. It's kind of like how women are so interested in true crime. That's that's a self-defense mechanism. That's not just because we all find it interesting. (laughs) It's a self-defense mechanism because we are subconsciously raised to fear men from the second we are born. It's not, it's not just a, um, a coincidence that we love true crime. And I think being a pick me is part of that. I think kind of like if you can't beat them, join them type of thing. If you just shut up and, and do what they say type of thing, you'll survive it. So I don't, I don't, um, demonize them and I don't, you know, I don't love, um, saying it as in like a mean way. Because I, I don't like calling women anything mean to begin with. I really don't like it. But it is a thing. And that's just like the best label you could put on it. You, it's just women waiting to be picked. And I personally feel like that's not their fault. And I think until they have the space and resources, because it's resources too. There's a reason we didn't get to this part of our, our culture until TikTok. It's because we didn't have those spaces to openly communicate in that way. And any women who did were openly, were, were criticized as, oh, she's just a feminist. That's not true. It doesn't mean you're a full-blown feminist. It just means that there's parts of this system that we've had for so long is not right and it's not helpful to women. It's just packaged that way. And if someone's a feminist, okay, great. That's great. I don't know. I don't know what a feminist is. Like, I don't know all of their values to say whether I am or not. I can't. I can't say. I've never looked it up. I just hold true to my beliefs. And whatever somebody wants to label that, that's your business. I know mine. I, you know, I put, I put the values of women first because I believe that it also benefits men. Do you know what I'm saying? Like it comes full circle. When women love themselves and take care of themselves, it shows men how they should be treated, how women should be treated. And it also shows men how they should treat themselves as well. Because a lot of this is men not getting the same level of emotional intelligence that we get because they're just raised, oh, boys will be boys. And we're raised, hey, don't do that. You have to have empathy. You have to do this. You have to do that. This is how it is. And our mothers really... most of us, if you're lucky, really loving us and teaching us about love and teaching us about companionship and smiling together and looking each other in the eyes and saying, I feel this and crying and and crying to each other where men aren't really taught that. They're kind of taught like suck it up and get back on the football field. (laughs) Like it's no kidding. They don't have any emotional intelligence. So if they were treated from this from the get like from the start that there are 
There are more. Do you hear the fucking thunder? I hope it's not like. I don't have a soundproof room, guys. <laughs> um, if they're treated to have more emotional intelligence, it will also benefit them and they will have better relationships and they will have a better marriage and they will have a better relationship with their partner, right? Like it benefits everyone. Whereas the system right now does not. And that's why men are more frustrated. They're becoming more violent and they're making podcasts and talking about how we we shouldn't do anything basically. <laughs> every every day there's a new thing women shouldn't be doing and we're wrong for doing. And those same men cannot get a date because women are like, ew, he's so fucking mean and gross and just has horrible opinions. And he seems like he seems dangerous, right? So when we center ourselves and love ourselves, it really comes full circle. It's just going to take time because we're witnessing the start of that. We're witnessing the start of that. And it's because of apps like TikTok where we could share our think pieces. And it's because of apps like Reddit where we could say how we feel anonymously, Discord and Twitters and all these different platforms where we where women can communicate with each other and finally take a breath and like and say, I think I hate being a parent. Where years ago that was deemed as like, oh my God, I can't believe you said that. Or or have an anonymous space to say, my boyfriend's doing A, B, and C. Is this wrong? And then other women come in and they're like, yes, babe, this is narcissism. I went through it. Like we're communicating. And then seeing Scandable on the fucking TV and transitioning from, we were only talking about it behind closed doors and on little TikTok videos with our community to it's on fucking Bravo is a huge culture shift. And I think we will see more and more of it By the way, if you already know who the Sprinkle Sprinkle Lady is, she did a recent TikTok. She comes up on my For You page all the time um, where she said, I've been talking about this for 10 years and it's only recently that people are more receptive to it. But I've been telling women this for a very long time. She's not new. She's been on YouTube for 10 years. She's only recently going viral because women are finding that being self-centered and self-loving instead of male-centered and waiting to be picked is more beneficial for everyone. Think about it like this. If you can't think about it for yourself and it's not fully clicking, think about your mom. When do you see her the happiest? And maybe it is with her family, but when do you, when do you, how do you love to see your mom? Because personally, I love seeing when my mom feels good when she is taking time out for herself to get her hair done, her nails done, when she goes shopping, when she picks herself up a little treat. I love to see it. I love when we hang out together and and we're just shopping and just having fun and just enjoying each other's space. But that's part of being self-centered. I love when she puts herself first. Even though she's my mom and I wish I could have her all to myself. I love my siblings, but I wish I could have her all to myself. I'm a mommy's girl. I still love love it more when I see her value herself, when she is at her most selfish, when she is at her most self, her true personality, when she is thriving in her own personality and having fun and listening to her favorite songs and relaxing and not having to clean something, not have to not have to garden something and not have to take care of a fucking errand. That's when I love to see her. you you love to see your mom on vacation, right? 
You'd love to, if you have a good relationship with your mom, even if you don't, even if you don't have a relationship with your mom that is, you wish it was better, you would probably still think that. You would probably still, I wish my mom was better. I wish she loved herself more from the beginning so she could be better. Because a lot of narcissistic mom traits come from the same place. It all comes from the same place, right? And I think more of it will shift and I think it will benefit everyone. I don't think this is a bad thing. I think it will benefit everyone. I think it will also teach men how women should be treated with respect. It's said a lot, but it's not done a lot. And we'll see that more and more like with Scandaball. I bet on more TV shows, more reality shows, more men are going to be held held accountable and kind of condemned where everyone, even his own friends, are going to come forward and be like, you can't fucking do that because it's cruel. And you need to man up, which I don't even know why it's called man up, but you need to man up and tell the fucking truth and deal with the consequences and just be honest instead of bullshitting and lying and covering it up. However, I think Schwartz covered up for him, but I think Schwartz was manipulated as well. And I think he'll come out of that. Anyway, I want to tell you my predictions quickly. (laughs) I think Lala will be one of the first to talk to Raquel because I believe Raquel, I don't want to diagnose anyone as well. Holy shit, it's pouring. It's okay, mom. You okay? She's under my desk. (laughs) It's like windy and pouring. Oh my God. I think Lala will be the one of the first to come. I wrote down some predictions. One of the first to come out and talk to Raquel because I and she just did like a quick little interview with um what was it the Hollywood Reporter or some shit like that. Hold on, I need to sip. Wait, did I even tell you? Did I tell you guys this already? June 8th. When's the last time I posted an episode? Hold on. Oh, I might have said all that already. But anyway, I think Lala is going to be one of the first to come back. One of the first to talk to Raquel because she realized, I just don't think um, reality TV is a place for her. And I have to agree. I think Raquel is on the spectrum in some way. I think she's been groomed for a very, very long time. And I think it was easier for her to easy for her to fall into the trap with Tom Sandoval. I, there was many indications of that. It's very layered, and I know people don't like it. Like it's giving her a scapegoat or, or an excuse. You have to remember, it's not an it's not an excuse if it's actually the truth of what's happening. And people love to call, oh, it's just a fucking excuse. Sometimes it's not. Tom, What Tom is doing is giving excuses. Him saying that him and Ariana weren't having sex is a fucking excuse. It's just bullshit. But Raquel per, per, um, potentially, don't cry, mama. Just come back. No, she's going to start crying. Oh, my God. Come here, babe. Raquel potentially being on the spectrum is not an excuse. It's a very real thing that happens to women. More women on the spectrum actually end up in abusive relationships for this reason. It's the same reason that babies and kids on the spectrum shouldn't be left alone with certain people. Do you know what I mean? So even though she's verbal and she got herself on a TV show and it's not, 
I think she did confirm that she's on the spectrum, by the way. It's very likely that that's the case. It's very easy to be manipulated. It's very... Sorry, I cut off again. I don't know what this system overload thing is doing, but ever since I updated my computer, I'm having issues. Um, it's easy to fall into these traps. I would also argue that I think... I think there was some abuse going on with Raquel and Tom. I think that he's controlling. I think he spotted someone with a weaker social um, social awareness, with weaker social awareness. And she's be- she is beautiful. But I think that's what he likes. He, narcissists typically, their fuel is having someone that just fills their ego. And the second you snap out of it and challenge their ego, it's almost a narcissistic injury to them. And I think Raquel wasn't doing that for him where Ariana was. Ariana was being a grown woman, stating her opinion, being independent. And that's what was a turnoff to him. Whereas Raquel was still very much a young girl, but also immature. She was 20, she's 28, but she's more like 17. I would even say younger. She still has a very pageant mindset. But you could even say that a pageant wasn't a good place for her because all she was going to do was mirror those characteristics instead of developing her own personality. And that's probably why she fully broke down when she was alone and talking about herself versus breaking down in front of everyone. I also think, because a lot of narcissists do not like to see you cry. It's, I don't get it. It's very weird. They get angry. I don't know what that's about, but they don't like to see you cry. I think she was fucking scared to break down in front of Tom. And I think that's why she seemed so blank almost. I think it had to do with disassociating. I think the stress got her so worked up before the reunion or during certain conversations that she just disassociates. I don't think it has to do with she's evil. I don't think she's evil at all. I think she just disassociates, doesn't know how to process, and genuinely thought, I don't, I wouldn't say that she thought she was doing the right thing, but I think she genuinely thought that there was something to it, like her being chosen by Tom was a good thing, because she was raised in a fucking pageant. She is a pick me, but why is she a pick me? Like, I want to talk to the parents. Like, (laughs) let's get to the bottom of this. I don't think it's just that she's an evil woman. And I think you could see that. I think that there will be people committed to thinking, no, she's just a bitch and she's conniving. I don't think that's the case. I just don't. I think after this, she'll never do it again. (laughs) To be honest with you, I don't think she'll ever do it again. I'm hoping that with the right help, because I don't know who's in charge of her care right now. If it's the same people who were caring for her prior, they're probably not the best people because however they raised her led her to this point, right? So probably don't listen to them. But I think with the right help, like if she hung around Lala for a little bit and Lala broke down, like go hang out with Lala and her mom (laughs) because Lala had an awakening, okay? She's very for the girls at the moment, but that's kind of what you need when you come out of your pick Misha state like when you are trying to break away from being male centered and being a pick me for the benefit of all and yourself especially you need to be around women in that space 
you should not be around women who are also centering men. Because even if they're not evil and they're not narcissistic and they have a great relationship, right? I'm talking about even if your friend is married, great relationship and you love to see it, but you're coming out of a narcissistic, abusive relationship, you probably shouldn't be around those people and you need to be around independent women. You need to be around women who have a mind of their own and relationship or not, they can voice these things to you to take care of yourself. Don't worry about getting married. What do you need to do for you next? Everything you do, let it be centered about around your wants and needs, not a chart or a timeline of how long do I have before having kids and getting married. And unless I think I think she has a lot of potential and I think if she's around that, she'll she can have a comeback because I think a lot of women can relate to her on on a scale in some way maybe you didn't maybe you didn't sleep with your best friend's husband or whatever but maybe at some point you were a pick me and you can kind of notice like yeah she was centering men she wanted his approval and i broke away from it i hope she does too because again it, it's for the benefit of all and you don't want to see some girl never have friends never have a career never have another love in her life like that's not fair either I do think they were going a little bit hard on her because it was the thing I noticed the most is they kept calling her dumb and stupid and didn't consider that there was something else going on. But then I realized a lot of people aren't aware of how the autism spectrum work works or aren't aware of what um, CP, PT, CPTSD looks like or what narcissistic abuse victims look like. They're not aware of that. When you are aware of it, you can see it. And I said from the very beginning, she is traumatized. She's acting like a trauma victim. And not acting, I mean, she's showing the same characteristics as someone traumatized. And they can look very different, but to me, this looked very textbook trauma. She was scared to cry in front of him. She was stuttering. She was very disassociated, in my opinion. Her eyes were kind of like, almost like she was checked out but in a protective mode, not in a serial killer mode. She was checked out as in like, she's protecting that little girl inside of her. When she's worked up, she can't articulate herself. And anytime she was trying to explain herself or say how she feels, she almost had like a unsure way of speaking. And I'm sure that if she wrote it down, like if she texted it, I'm sure she can articulate herself perfectly. But something about that high pressure, high stress in person, she can't spit it out the way Lala can because she has other things going on. And I said this, I think it was on my Instagram story. I'm going to wrap this up because I know I'm fucking talking so much about this. But I saw a TikTok once that I found to be so validating and even healing for myself. And it was something I, I probably have it saved somewhere, but it was a long time ago. It was a therapist or something saying, they had advantage. They had an advantage over you. Meaning, if you were on this, I have ADHD, but I also have um, cognition issues because you know one thing leads to another. They absolutely had an advantage over you. They did know better. They knew you were different. And I think a lot of women on the spectrum can relate to that feeling. They had an advantage over Raquel. 
People don't like to hear it, but it's true. They had an advantage. They knew she was different. They called her dumb and stupid the whole time. So you already admit you knew she was different. So instead of, well, they were angry. So let me just say this. Ariana had every right to say how she feels. Because unless it was said to everyone, hey, Raquel's autistic. Like, uh, she really didn't know. Unless you said, how are they going to know? They don't know. But I mean, my prediction is when this comes out, I think it will be looked at differently. And I think Lala will be one of the first to be like, oh, I understand. Can you explain it more to me? Or can I come talk to you and your family? Can I come talk? Like I could see Lala really stepping in, especially as a mother now. And she takes her role as a mother very seriously. I could see her stepping in and being like, I want to know more. I want to be educated on it. Maybe this is something we can discuss. And maybe even like a big sister role, not not condoning her actions, but rooting for her recovery. Because I can fucking guarantee that she was abused by Tom. Maybe not physically, but definitely some emotional, verbal, maybe... Especially because Tom witnessed her getting verbally abused by James Kennedy. And that's almost like the worst thing you can tell a narcissist. Don't tell them which all the terrible things your ex did. You're just telling them all the shit that he can get away with, right? So Tom already knew, oh, this girl is not the brightest, okay? So if I want to do this and say this, she's not going anywhere. She's not doing anything. I think there was way more... To the story. I don't think it was just them sneaking kisses and giggling in the back. No. I think a lot of it was coercion by Tom and just picking the right girl who wanted to be picked. And she also was very hurt by James. That was the other thing I noticed. I at first I was like, I don't even think she liked James. I think they've been hooking up since her and James were together. Now I'm thinking she really she was really like she was really hurt by the James situation and it almost made her even more insecure and more more susceptible to hooking up with Tom. The other facet of this is they're on a reality TV show. I could see her not being clear enough and thinking that, well, we're on a TV show. Like, they don't care. Remember how she kept saying... I just thought like Ariana knew and was ignoring it. She probably thought, well, we everybody does stuff for the cameras. Not realizing the boundaries of it. Not realizing the gray areas of that. That yes, things are heightened for the camera. However, these are still our real lives. I don't think she was able to... I don't think she has the social skill to differentiate that. I don't think she's the right candidate for a TV show, especially Vanderpump. That's like full of drugs and drama. But I, I'm excited to see what she has to say. And I, I really am rooting for her recovery. I'm rooting for Ariana. She already won. <laughs> she, doesn't, she doesn't even need us to root for her. She's doing fucking great. Tons of deals. That Duracell commercial was fantastic. Everybody wearing the t-shirts. It, it, it's all amazing for her. But I would like to see a redemption for Raquel as well. Um... Because it, it also, you know, it's a good example for women too. I think we should show that same forgiveness that men receive all the time, right? 
like think of all the men who have done terrible things. Think of Jack Nicholson. He went on to make more movies after he killed a prostitute. Like so many men in society have gotten away, gotten away with literally murder and have been forgiven because what? They're hot. Brad Pitt. He was beating the shit out of Angelina Jolie and people. Oh, but he's Brad Pitt. I'm sorry. What? Like what? Even even Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. That case exposed a lot of things and that possibly, I don't want to say definite, possibly Johnny Depp didn't do all the things Amber said he did, but he did do a lot of things. <laughs> did we forget all of the stuff that got aired out? He may not have went to the extremes that he she claimed he did, but he's not fucking innocent. But look at everyone rallying behind him. I would like to see that for Raquel as well. I think that if she is embraced with love by women and if she is taught things, I think she has a really great future ahead because she is, I bet she is smart and she just can't articulate herself because she don't have the social skills. So I, I was excited to talk to you guys about this if you could tell. <laughs> and I, I saw that she's, she should be coming back and saying something soon and I'm so excited about it. I'll definitely be talking about that. Um, let me take a sip and then we'll move on to the idol. But I want to know what you guys think. If you're listening to this, please send me a message. Let me know what you think about male centeredness and where society is going. Tell me your thoughts. Are you married? What do you think about that? Tell me everything. I want to know where you stand on that. Okay, let's move on to the idol. I watched it last night. I think Lily Rose is a great actress. I don't know why everybody's saying she isn't. I think The Weeknd is a terrible actor. <laughs> so maybe it's kind of like depreciating her skill to some people. In my opinion, I think she's a great actress. Like I was stressed for her, okay? By the second episode, I was stressed out. I smoked weed after. I was like, oh no, I'm stressed the fuck out. She's a great actress. Um, as far as the show, it very quickly made me feel like The weekend was trying to live out some fantasy or something. I, I don't know. He created the show, right? So that tells me he's, he's somewhere in there. He sees a part of himself. He's creating a show, but he's also putting himself in it. I don't know. I, 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 I remember when Chris D'Elia played that predator on you remember you and Chris Alia was in like the first season and he played um a child predator and then it comes out that he mm, allegedly is okay this is what the idol was that the same it was giving me that same vibe that like the weekend is playing a creep there's a good chance he might be a creep. And I say a creep because um, he was obviously, he's obviously preying on this girl. I'm not gonna air out everything about the show. Please go watch it it's on Max so that way we could talk about it. So I don't wanna say any spoilers. This is not a spoiler to say this. There's like, um, it's, it's pretty clear in all the advertising for the show. But The Weeknd plays someone who is trying to manipulate this beautiful young girl 
I, oh God, I don't love it. I feel like, just like Euphoria, there's just unnecessary parts to the show, like over, over exploiting the sex scenes and stuff. Like all those reviews were right. I was kind of thinking, oh, they're probably over dramatizing. It's not that serious. After I watched it, I was like, oh, <laughs> I see exactly what the fuck they were talking about. There's just stuff in there that didn't seem necessary, but the same thing went for Euphoria. Euphoria had so much potential for so many different storylines to be fulfilled. And instead they gave us a whole bunch of Cassie's boobs. Like why? <laughs> just unnecessary. And it even says, it even came out that because the same producer that produced Euphoria is producing The Idol, Sam Levinson. It even came out that The weekend and Sam Levinson fired the original director of The Idol because she was creating it to be from the point of view of a woman and they wanted it to be the point of view of a man. And that's very clear. That's very clear in the show. So I think it's it's definitely interesting. I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to watching the rest of the season. But I don't want to say that I like it because I kind of don't. Like, I don't love the direction it's headed. It's stressing me. It stressed me out. I'm already worried about the character. And I feel like it's coming from a self, very creepy place, basically. Like, a very creepy place from the two of them. From The weekend and from Sam Levinson. I just don't love it. The, it the, I, I feel like I can't even look at the weekend the same anymore and then I also thought did where did he get all this from like what is this from is this how he is in real life and then I saw Selena Gomez well I don't know if this is true I don't know if she actually said that but apparently Selena Gomez allegedly said that the weekend is using her real life for this show and I can 100% see that happening because remember men do not rebrand they will also take your personality and your style and your stories and the things you say and the things you like. And after you leave them, they're still using that. I could see that they broke up and he is still using her experiences as his own or or like a content token. Like, oh, I could use this story. I could see that being the truth. I don't know if it is, but I could see that being the truth. Um, yeah, so I'm going to still watch it. I don't know if I love it. Oh, and then I'll finish up because I'm getting tired too and I should probably eat. What time is it? Yeah, it's 1.30. I should probably eat soon. Um, I also wanted to talk to you about Britney Spears apparently being on meth. I don't know. Oh, Britney. I don't know. I don't know. I recently was starting to think, I think she just has, you know, it would make sense, I guess, if she had some type of drug addiction at this point. I don't think it would be her fault. I think it makes sense if she does. I don't know if that's true. Um, but I was originally thinking that she was having symptoms of what happens if you're on the wrong medication, like I know Lexapro can really, no, it's not Lexapro. There's like a mood stabilizer or an antidepressant that 
really gives people a terrible effect or like really causes some real damage. I was thinking that's what was happening to her. I don't, I can't remember if it's Lexapro or something else. I feel like it starts with an L. Like Luth something. No, I don't know. You you guys are probably saying it. Lithium? No, that's a battery. <laughs> I can't remember if it's a different one, if it's called a different one. I was thinking something like that. Like she has just brain damage from the wrong drugs being used, which is very possible. Or overuse of certain drugs. Um, causing just early dementia or something like that. I thought that's what was happening. But that also looks like drug use, so I'm not sure. You know, I think in her case, so many things can be possible. And the conservatorship system is very flawed and very complex and very like, it's almost like um, it's really not the safest option. It's very, it's a, it's a slippery slope. And I think there's a lot of options here. I don't know if it's meth because it's also like, who's going to get in her meth? Like, where is she getting the meth from? Where is she, where is she doing this meth? Meth as in what? Like Adderall or something else? Like where, what, what type of meth? Like I have more, if it's meth, I have more questions and who is supplying it? Where are they getting it from? How often? Like that part I want to know. And then it's also like, I feel like it doesn't align because she posts so sporadically. Wouldn't she have slipped up and posted her doing meth? Like, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I, I just don't know anymore. And I've already said that I think she should be in some sort of trusted space, but I don't know who she can even trust. I'm thinking she really don't have any close friends who actually care about her at this point. And even her husband, a lot of people were rooting for him that, no, he's a great guy. I don't buy that. I just don't. Any man that loves you for reals is just, as much as they want to give you space and like let you, she went through a lot of traumatic things. I feel like a grown man would be like, I understand you're going through shit, but you're still Britney fucking Spears. Like we're not posting this and that, especially not for free, babe. Like you want to do a, a naked spread or something, let's do it the best way possible and at least get you a check. You know what I'm saying? But you're Britney fucking Spears. Like, let's not be enough. No, let's not end like Michael Jackson. Calm down. I feel like someone would have stepped in. So I'm not really sure. But I do. I kind of do think meth is a possibility. But I just don't think it. it's her fault. I don't think she's like the common meth person addicted to meth. And I don't think that it means... I think it's very possible. They probably gave her a shit ton of fucking Adderall and cocaine to like do those performances, especially when she was sick. They were giving her downers. They were probably giving her uppers. That leads to meth sometimes. But I don't think it makes her a bad person. Like people hear like, oh my God, you hear Britney Spears on meth? She's fucking crazy. No, <laughs> she was abused. No one like dreams of being a drug addict when they're a little kid. Okay. She went through a lot of shit. And who knows how she got from A to B. There's been so many lies told and so much confusion and things that don't add up. I could see how she is on meth. I just don't know how she how she's getting it. Like, who the fuck is giving it to her and how is she getting it? It's got to be from her husband, I guess. I don't know. 
But I could also see that that's not true and there's someone trying to sabotage her or something. I don't know. But it's very unfortunate. And whatever it is, I hope she gets help because she still is a young, she's still a young woman. She's not old. Isn't she only in her 40s? Let me look that up. And then I'll go eat something because my head's starting to hurt. How old? You hear my throat? I can't do shit without losing my voice. How old is Britney Spears? Oh, she's only 41. Oh, she's got a lot of time left and I hope she's okay. And I hope, she, you know, again, I hope she gets, I always hope that. I hope she gets the help she needs. She's a fantastic artist, you know, and it's unfortunate. All right, guys, I'm going to go eat something. And Cher is crying by my door now. I don't know why she doesn't want to stay under my desk. <laughs> I'm going to go have my iced coffee. Thanks for hanging out with me. Let me know what you think. I'm still working on the narcissist episode, so I'm not forgetting. We're still going to do that. And also, I forgot to tell you. Did I forget to say this last week? Happy Pride? I'll be going to the Pride Parade, I think. I'm pretty sure I'm going. I only say pretty sure because you never know what comes up. But I'm planning on going. So let me know if you're going. Okay, guys. Uh, stay well and I love you. Bye.